You're listening to the New Utah Podcast with your hosts, Bree. People can say my name and I still don't pay attention. Chris. This is what happens when your number one health concern in the state is porn. Jeremy. Flicks it and then walks out and just kicks the living crap out of whoever. And Julia. This week on Julia does everything that's embarrassing. It's episode 318, 318. Not a prime episode, not, not prime. a prime number. Might be a prime episode, not a prime number of the New Utah podcast. Um, it's we, the 4th of July episode. Yeah, I guess so. The 4th pre, will pre happen. 4th of July pre episode. 4th, because the 4th the end Yeah, the 4th's happening at the end of this week. And oh, then, it's happening. And then we'll record again <laughs> on the 5th, and you'll hear it on the 6th, and then all kinds of crazy shit will happen after that. We'll be burning the state down this weekend. God, please don't say that. <laughs> well, so we were at the soccer game. Um, and oh, yeah. <laughs> so we're sitting there and right, right before kickoff, like the, their players are out on the During field. During the national anthem yeah. is when this happened. All of a sudden, like everybody notices that there's black like, billowing smoke like, coming huge, out of the north, uh, northwest corner. Of the and then stadium. it kind of stops and then it starts again and then it stops. Like it's very it, clearly a it, fire. It doesn't really stop for a while. No. It's billowing for so we minutes. So the lady in front of me and I walked over to see where it was, but turns out it was like a building on fire. We saw that. We saw the smoke. We were coming out of Lowe's. We were doing stuff on the air and we came out and we saw the big So the, the question was because the direction it was coming from is like, the supporters lot. It's where all the big tailgates happen and we're like, uh oh, there are a bunch of cars on fire. Like that's clearly or burning like and not out. People yet. are people barbecue and stuff and we're like, uh oh, who left the barbecue? Control. But that I mean that was a lot of smoke. Like it and then it became obvious it was definitely not a car. Turns out it was some building behind the at home store right there off of ninetieth uh, that was on fire. And so initially they thought it was that home store itself, that big warehouse store. Um but it was some building behind it. But it was a lot of smoke. Like, yeah, like I said, we saw it in Riverton, like plain as day. <laughs> yeah, it'd be hard to miss. It was, it, it filled the sky for, <laughs> for a time. But then the game played and, uh, Real Salt Lake tied. We're still one of two teams that's undefeated at home this season. So is there someone at our door? Uh, no. Oh. Uh, so anyway, there's that. Can you guys pay attention to the podcast, please? You're really we're distracting We're doing me. podcast work right now. And in fact, we're doing our adventure podcast the, Dad work. told me to take pictures of honey, so that's what I'm doing. That's right. I'm like, I'm just talking to myself. I'll just, this is the new You're Chris not, podcast. I'm listening to you. Gosh, don't so get so dist- butt hurt. It's literally like super distracting. The dog's barking and the three of you are not paying attention. I to was the, paying attention to what was happening. Talk. And the dog was barking and I answered you. I'm very much paying attention because you, just because you can't multitask. It's, I now everybody on the right podcast now. knows that you're an on-rail sourpuss. I am an on-rail sourpuss. <laughs> I'm wholly unprepared for today, to be honest with you. I've had a, I've had a whirlwind of a month. So, uh, including I have a new job. Um, well, not, is that a good quite. thing? No, I, I have mean, a new job. Yeah. I've signed a contract. I've, I've gone, I've, I'm in the middle of a, I think I've probably already passed the background check. I don't know how I would fail it, to be <laughs> quite honest with you. Um, but, uh, <clears throat> I'm in the middle of a changing job. So I've announced it to the world at this point, uh, internally. Um, and it's, today was a rough day for me. Um, 
So there I won't, was lots of goodbyes. I won't talk about the circumstances or why I left the job. I don't think that's important. Um, but suffice to say, I, I, I made a decision to leave my existing employer and seek new employment, which I, I have done. Um, but it's really tough because I like a lot of the people that I work with quite a bit. Um, both in my company and in, you know, a lot of the partnerships that I've, I've developed in the company over the years, uh, that I've been there. And, uh, it was a bit of a shocker to some of them. Uh, and today has been basic and not like a, not like a three finger shocker. That's creepy. <laughs> not a two in the pink, one in the stink. Shocker, no, that's gross. Right? No. Not a spocker either, but, uh, spocker. <laughs> but, uh, so today, um, I'm discombobulated because I said a lot of goodbyes today and I still have a week left of, of working time. And, uh, it was, it was kind of a, a good, good timing because next week, uh, you know, they're closed for the holiday on Monday since the holiday is happening. And then Sunday. we're taking some time off and then, together. And yeah. Chris and I have some time off at the end of the week. So next week is just two days instead of five of that's work. Good. So, but, but still, I mean, that means everything's compressed and, um, anyway, so it's just been a, it's been a rough day. So I'm sorry if I can't multitask very well and I would <laughs> like people to converse with me on the podcast. I was of, listening to what you were saying. <laughs> you, you were, were talking listening. and Jeremy was sending me pictures for our adventure for literally this week. And we were laughing because it's literally just the same picture twice. And he's like sent me a bunch of them. So. You're going to get 40. I'll, all of a sudden, I'll get It'll a whole It'll be bunch. like what happened with me, where you sent me this, like, four pictures, yeah. and I just kept sending I kept the sending him the, I kept sending him four pictures of the Nissan, which we sold, finally, Sean's Pathfinder, and um, it just kept sending the same two over and over again. I'm like, what the hell, man? But, yeah, we finally sold that, so when you pulled up to the house, I know, there was, it was no... weird. It's like the parking... It there was so parking... I parked right in the middle, and I had to park in the grass still. Why Thanks. Did park you could have parked in the rocks. What do you mean you parked Don't in park the grass? Don't park on our grass. You parked on our lawn? Don't park on our dead grass. I parked in the same spot that I always what, park in. Where did you park? Where I usually did, because there's usually a car in the other spot. <laughs> that there wasn't, though. So no, well, I wasn't even looking. I was driving out of muscle memory. So you're in the driveway? Yeah. Not on my grass? Well, well she's driveway. I'm just like a tiny bit on the grass. Because oh, dad parked right in the middle the of the... Grass. Your dad is a really bad parker, let's be honest. <laughs> bad parker. So. He's, he's used to his giant driveway instead of our tiny... And we couldn't leave our door open for him like we normally do because... Yeah. Uh, so Friday Friday evening, we're relaxing at the house. Um, Chris literally turns to me and says, are we doing anything? What are we doing so tonight? And I got, said, I don't know. We got a couple movies to watch. We only watched one of them because we were both pretty fucking exhausted. Um, but uh, we're sitting there watching a movie and we just hear this noise. And it's like, I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, did one of the cats knock something over? I'm like, let me go look. So I get up. I start walking around looking for something. Can't find anything. I'm like, well, maybe it was outside. And so, like, I peer through the the bay window that's by the front door, and I don't see anything. And I look down, and there's glass on my front porch. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I, my eyes just immediately go up to the storm door, which is shattered. And I'm like, uh, Bray, there's uh, glass is broken on our door. And she's like, what? And so she comes up, and she opens the door, and whoosh, glass just falls into the house and on the outside of the house. Well, the it, it wasn't like I just came up willy-nilly. Like, we put on shoes, we got the animals out. No, we did not put on shoes until you opened the door and it crashed. (laughs) Because that was the, that was the catalyst. Cause like, I didn't know how bad it was broke. You can't really see the whole thing from that window very well. And when Brie came up, she's like, let me see. And she opens the door and that like, the air pocket thing just like, the glass just comes down. 
Some of it, yeah. And and so then there's glass on the outside and the inside, and then we're like, oh shit, we got to put on our shoes. We got to get the fucking dogs outside so they don't walk over here and get glass all up in their paws. And the storm door, very clearly, like as we're looking at it before all the glass has fallen out or been pulled out by us, has what appears to be a hole from something. And I'm not sure what it is. It's not clear because it's only about half the hole. And I'm like, well, it might be like a rock or maybe like yeah, someone we're, was. Yeah, we're wondering if, you know, maybe somebody was just driving along. A and rock just flew up because that can happen. And they someone's would, mowing their lawn. And yeah. yeah. Well, and it would leave the same kind of hole like you can't really see the full hole when half the windows. So gone. we, as we were cleaning up, like every time he would shake the the dustpan into the trash, like he'd sl- trying like, to see if there was something there was like amongst the glass. There was a lot of glass. Yeah. Those things shatter into a million pieces, uh, and couldn't find anything. And so as we're still cleaning up, the neighbor kid across the street comes out, and I hear a pop, and I look over, and he's got a fucking BB gun in his hand, and he's sitting there pumping it up to shoot something. And I turn to Brie, and I'm like, hey, Brie, do you think it's a coincidence that, Because uh, I didn't hear it. We have a I'm hole dead. in our storm door, and the kid, <laughs> literally the kid across the street is shooting a BB well, gun. Well, and he there. doesn't say that to me. He's like, hey, do you think that that's a coincidence? <laughs> And I turn and look, and the kid's doing that, and then he kind of looks up and sees what we're doing, but he just keeps going, because it wasn't him. It was like his little brother and his little brother's friends. Got the Lone Ranger across the street. But I ca- I, I yell across the street to him, I'm like, hey, so our glass just got shot out by a BB gun. You think it's a coincidence? So he comes over, and his little He's brother like, comes out. I just out. came out. I don't He's know. like, I, I don't know. He's like, I, I just came out. I haven't been out here. And then his little brother comes, oh, no, it wasn't me. I didn't do it. I don't know. I couldn't, couldn't have been. I wasn't shooting. I mean, <laughs> like you just totaled. Way sus. So long story short, uh, it was the neighbor kids. Um, we were and talking- as the uncle comes over to say, hey, I talked to their dad. We're, you know, we'll definitely take responsibility. I'm, I'm like going to the back to tell Phoebe to shut up because there's someone in our front yard. So she's barking her head off because she's in the backyard. And as I walk past the front window, the front giant brand new, less than two year old picture window, there's a fucking BB hole in it as well. <laughs> and I'm and like, so oh. he goes, oh, look at that. And the uncle and I both look and I look oh. back at the uncle and I'm like. Well, I guess that's proof that it was a BB and uh, not a random rock. And or you'll something. not be, a bird that hits glass really hard. Yeah. And you'll, uh, you know, we'll be holding you responsible. I don't even for know that, that a too. bird hitting the glass really hard would cause that to shine. I mean, that window is have to be really brand fucking new. <laughs> and I, I was pissed about the door, <coughs> but ultimately the door, <coughs> the door, the storm door. Well, the storm door is a much easier replacement. Like you can, that's a much easier you can even do that yourself, really. Um, and and with it being like the pull down screen part that was broken, like maybe there's even just glass we can pre- replace there. But the windows are brand new, and they're full of argon gas that is now gone. It's not fucking there anymore. There's a hole of all right out the fucking hole. That I stuff mean, eventually lasts, it dissipates, yeah, but, but it not in a year like, and a half. It lasts for like ten years. <laughs> And it's brand new. Like, we just put them in. Uh, and I'm like, fuck. I'm like, that pisses me off. Because we can't just replace the glass. Like, it's a giant picture window. It's a double-pane picture window. We're going to have to replace the whole damn thing. I'm like, fuck. And then, like, getting one re- window replaced. I already knew it was going to be a pain. It was confirmed on Saturday how big of a pain it is. So, anyway, that was our, uh, that was the start to our awesome weekend. So, yeah. So, Friday, we spent, instead of watching two movies, we watched one movie and spent you know, an hour and a half cleaning up glass. <laughs> and then Saturday, we'll talk, uh, we'll talk we did about some, Saturday. Well, yeah, we, Sunday. we did some yard work and went and glass shopped. Yeah. So shitty. 
<laughs> anyway, that was my weekend. So my weekend, um, work on the bees. I've got a couple of the bars that, that were kind of meshed together. And so when that happens, you want to break it apart because otherwise they'll tunnel through it and mm-hmm. it makes it hard for getting Can't honey really and everything and else. So the last few weeks I've kind of been cutting away at it a little bit, a little bit. So I went out there this Sunday and they had just made such a mess of it that I really didn't have any choice. So I just cut it out, but it actually had quite a bit of honey in it. So I went ahead and did like a little mini harvest. I got a couple of my. Were they all capped too? Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah. So and they were on the far end. So typically the centers where the babies are, and then the farther out you go is honey. So I, uh, yeah, I harvested just a little tiny mini harvest. Got a couple little bottles, and then kept some of the wax. So Julie will use that for her post today. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, that's a nice presentation. Really cool. You could sell that for twenty dollars at the market. Oh, I know because that's like the real deal. That's not. We were talking about it actually when I came over. Uh, a jar I'd given Chris for helping with some computer stuff. That's a couple of years old. It's kind of crystallized. That's really crystallized. And but I was saying all you got to do is heat just it back put up. Put it up and it. put it in hot water. We just eat off the top of it anyway. But it's so good. But I was saying that's how you can tell the difference. Like the honey bear never crystallizes. Yeah, but, and like <laughs> some of the stuff. Like if you're gonna get honey, like Miller is a good local brand. Um, that has bees all yeah, over. Yeah, if you don't place. have access to like a market but even, or but a friend even, that has a beehive. Even Miller, because they filter it and they actually spin it out, like it doesn't crystallize very fast. It takes a long time for it to really crystallize. Like I, I don't ever have one of their bottles crystallized because I just burn through it, like using honey as a sweetener for stuff. Um, but uh, it can crystallize after a yeah. while. Mine's but. only filtered to get the big stuff. I mean, we just run it you through, just run cheese, it through cloth. cheese cloth. Yeah, that was it. That's it. You're so just catching bee body parts, basically. Yep, and any floaties and junk and yeah, twigs and who knows what else. So yeah, it is the real deal. So what that means is there is a little bit of wax in it. Yeah, so it does set up faster, but it's good. Oh, it's so good. So anyway, bees are doing good. I was happy to get a little tiny mini harvest. That's all. That's really good news. So hopefully, come August ish, August September, before they, I should be able to hopefully get a good ten, twelve quarts nice. this year. You're giving me that, right? You're yeah, I'll here. leave that one for you. <laughs> I just it looks so yummy. It's so it's such a great color. It's too. very picturesque. You'll see it when Julia posts yeah. it. So me personally, I don't care about leaving the wax in it, but I know a lot of people like it. So. To make it go a little bit farther, I put it. that's the other thing is when the wax is in it, it takes up a lot you're of space. paying for a big void of nothingness. Yeah, so you're like paying for a bunch of space. So if you're selling it, I mean, it makes sense to fill that sucker full of wax. Here's a big old hunk of wax and a, like a quarter of the honey you would have normally got. <laughs> it's like when you get a soda full of ice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> same principle. But I know some people like to chew it. Some people like to pull that do stuff with it out and, and chew it in there. so anyway it, it does make for a cool presentation and it's like brand new wax because i've only had the bees for a couple months so it's yeah it's brand new still white because all the other wax got scraped the fuck off yeah well and then when it over when it goes over season next year it'll all be this brownish color yeah it's okay but it doesn't that's it's not, not the, the same stuff yeah. you want to see in a jar but this stuff looks good so so it is Fourth of July time frame. There's a whole. It's it's the middle of summer, man. We had well, Super and in West Utah, Fest it's and essentially fireworks July. It's it's well, it's also festival season. So you had like Taylorsville Days last weekend. You had West Fest a couple weeks ago that Julia bitched about. Um, the one last week was bad too. Uh, did you go to Harriman well, Days? Harriman 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 days is seventeen straight hours to barely make thirty bucks an hour while uh, I was there. It was bad. That was hot. I could have been at the Witches Bazaar again, making three hundred an you hour. You should have been at the Witches Bazaar. Why did you choose Harriman Days? 
I was at Witch's Bazaar. Or it was instead of, uh, gosh, Westfest that I did it, but. No, I prepaid for all those way before. The Witch's Bazaar wasn't even going to be around again this year. Oh. They, we thought that it was done forever because the lady had quit, but everyone begged her to come back. Well, there you go. It's been a learning curve year. That's, uh, sometimes those things are tough, man. Those, the city events maybe don't do as well, I guess. They're just not. There were a lot of people who, like, wanted to go into the tent, and one of the spouses would be like, no, don't go in there. Yeah, get away from Mormon land, man. <laughs> you gotta be in, like, West Valley, where the Mormons don't exist. It's just a bunch of Mexicans. Except that was West Fest, Except though. Except that, that was, West Fest was But that was, that was because of how they set it up, That's right? true. Yeah. People like buying that shit. Butterfly knives and crystals. That's that's what I like carnies for. Uh, but it is carnival season. Um, there's also a lot of festivals and events. We talked about the Utah Asian uh, Festival. It's coming up in two weeks, July 8th time frame. I don't The dog's going fucking crazy. Breeze and go beat her. <laughs> um, Ink Against Cancer, just a yeah. quick reminder. That's um, coming up quick. Yeah, we, we talked so. about them. You can go back a few weeks and actually listen to an episode where we talked to them. Um, the Utah Beer Festival. This is worth mentioning pretty far in advance because it sells out a lot, especially the great tickets. I'm pretty sure the VIP tickets are gone. Yeah, they very well might be. So, so there's still general admission and there will be up to it, but they sell out. I mean, pre-COVID, they always sold out. And where they haven't done it in a couple of years, I would dare say it's going to sell out. Yeah, all of these festivals are really heavily attended this year. Um, it is a, it's, there's a lot, uh, a lot, a lot, a lot of people going to these things. So. Julia, you're doing Riverton Town Days this weekend, right? Yep. What days? Uh, I will be there Friday and Saturday. Friday well, and Saturday. But Fr- it goes on like Friday the whole, it's like the whole week and though. Saturday what? This weekend? This week, yeah. So okay, first and fourth, second of July. Fourth of July weekend, okay. Yep. You have to say that because people don't necessarily listen the to first this. First and second of July, 2022. Yeah. <laughs> so it's important because this is a podcast, not a, what the <laughs> fuck is going on over there with the dog they're being stupid she was at day camp all day what the hell man she is just <laughs> baby rose I'm gonna... <laughs> man she's uh she's on one we don't even have a guest in here and she's being a psychopath today she's just playful for some reason um poor old chopper just doesn't like it well i think old. she's i think she's realizing that she feels better and she's like oh i can go full speed now yeah now i can i'm because she was down for what three and a half months? About three months. After we get General Kenobi fixed, we'll bring him over because he's nothing but energy. He'll he'll do well. Hopefully he'll do well. But his owners had Great Danes. Oh yeah, then he'll do fine. Oh, so he won't be so he was or anything. Horses, puppy. Yeah, his around. owners had horses. Great Danes. So <laughs> he should do fine. Uh, there's also fireworks. Lots of fireworks happening. Maybe. I don't know. Don't light off your own fireworks, fuckers. Go to a fireworks show. There's plenty. Go sit on your roof. You'll see lots of Unless you're at Jeremy's house where they do do the... Yeah, but we just do like the... We do like the cheapy... We don't do like the big crazy stuff. Of course you do the cheapy stuff. Come on. Is this list that you put out... What is this? This is a coupons for Utah list. So it might not even be legit. No, it should be. It had a list of... You had to scroll down a little bit, but it's... It's a list over the weekend of kind of what and where. So if you are interested in going to. Let's see if it says Riverton has got Riverton days. I think it does. Riverdale City, but no Riverton listed. That's interesting that Riverton's not listed. That's huh. stupid. The Heber Freedom Train on July 4th. Free rides for veterans. 
Um, no, this is real because July 9th is RSL playing Colorado. I don't know that there will be fireworks that game because there were already they did them. Yeah, there'll be some at the end of the month because I think that they play again like the weekend of the 24th here. Yeah, so Holiday has some fireworks going on at the Holiday Park. Um, Murray's got its parade and shit going on. Uh, Magna will have fireworks. Don't go to those. Those are not going to be very big. Oh, there's Riverton Town Days. Oh, you um, found it. They'll have fireworks on Saturday, uh, the 2nd. Yeah, at like 9.30, something like that. Sandy will have fireworks uh, at 10 o'clock on the 4th. Uh, Salt Lake, um, the Gateway will have fireworks. Um, South Salt Lake will have uh, a parade and some other shit. West Jordan uh, will have fireworks at uh, on July 4th over at Veterans Memorial. Uh, which is the one off the twenty seventh. It's where the the library is, yeah. and that's a big fucking park, actually, off of like Redwood and twenty seventh or seventy eighth and twenty seventh West, roughly. I yeah. think that's right, right? Uh, maybe it's off seventy second. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Find it up. Look it up. Veterans Memorial Park. Um. Uh. Yeah. Basically, most of the cities that do fireworks, you're gonna find fireworks. There won't be Sugar House fireworks, guys. So don't expect them. Don't well, I, one of the articles was saying Salt Lake's not allowing them. So I'm I'm sure that's Salt Lake proper. Yeah, that's Salt. That's like, within city limits. Of down, Salt down Lake Salt is Lake. probably don't banned do fireworks. On. So don't go to fucking you know Sword Park and uh, like the Memorial Grove or whatever it is. Memory Grove. Memory Grove. <laughs> Don't go up into fucking Red Butte Gardens and let off fireworks because you will start fires. It is really dry, guys. I know that we had like two seconds of rain today. It is <laughs> so fucking dry. My lawn is a tinderbox because I don't want to fix my sprinkler system and I don't care about my park strip at all. And I'm watering as little as absolutely possible. So there's big chunks of the backyard that are a tinderbox, too. And I just don't care. Well, if you've been watching like Lake Mead and stuff, it's dropping like four and five feet a week. Yeah, it's so bad. Like... Four and five feet a week, and it's that is a big damn lake. So bad. Those that 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 dam's not going to be producing power. What's well, there's a, I don't I don't know what point it is, but it's close where they do the state of emergency and start pumping out of the Colorado River. Yeah, they'll have to. They'll have to start releasing more water from up, upstream. So if like the Flaming Gorge released a ton of water, I know, uh, to help fill uh, more water into Lake Powell and and it. Didn't do much because Powell is Powell's to the point where the, I want to say there's only one dock left mm-hmm. that you can actually get in and out of, and they've put a halt on anybody bringing anything, meaning the big houseboats and stuff. Those that are on the lake, fine. You are you're not, not putting anything else out there. And and uh, the Lake Mead's below Powell on the same system. So. Yeah. Well, in Lake Mead, there was the I I saw it in something the guy whose boat actually came out of the water he was up kind of on the shore and i don't know what he was doing but he wasn't paying attention and he ended up being stranded and he was out there for three days on the beach before they could get some somebody to to tow him back into the water yeah because it's dropping that fast so don't light off fireworks people Go to the city displays see the fireworks there if you give a shit about it for god's sake if you are watering every day Stop it. Stop it. Oh, for fuck's sake, don't water. Just let your lawn fucking go into a dormant summer status. Do a little sprinkle if you're going to do some some firecrackers and then leave it be. Or just have your hose at the ready. We've had to do that before. Don't fucking light off fireworks. Just don't. Just don't light them off. Just don't fucking do it. 
It's not. We're in an, in an extraordinary drought, the biggest drought we've ever had in recorded history, for the longest amount of time. Yeah. Don't fucking do it. It's not worth it. Save your money. We're in a, headed towards a fucking recession anyway. Save your money. Spend that. Spend the money you would spend on fireworks on your barbecue food because it's going to cost over thirty percent more according to the fucking. So they, you know, they track like thanks the cost of Thanksgiving, the cost of the Fourth of July barbecue. Uh, it's like a weird thing that they've been tracking for for I don't know like uh, I don't know, thirty or forty years. Basically, they take like the same stuff. So they like the cost of ground beef and buns and ice cream and potato salad, like. They just take all these like 4th of July barbecue things that would make a nice 4th of July barbecue. It is 30% higher than it was last year. 30 fucking percent. So use your fireworks money for that. Jeez. We were super stoked though because, um, we're having a little barbecue for Chris's birthday and then we're also going the little getaway that we're doing. Um, I volunteered Chris to cook for my IUI sister so they can taste Chris's kitchen because everybody should at some point in their lives. And, uh, we found pork butts on, what was it? Three bucks a pound at Harmon's. Yeah. And so now that he's got the grinder and stuff, we can yeah, grind gonna, it up, make our own. I'm going to make a bunch of sausage. Or we can make pulled pork. No. Or, oh no, that's that not what you use it for. That pork's all going into sausage. That's, that's right. what I use pork butts for as well. But, but. anyway. That still have the hot wild hog, don't you? Yeah, I was oh, thinking about yeah. making the wild hog for the barbecue. Oh. Um, but I, I don't know. So probably. Our, our nacho bar we did a couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, that was the hog. It was that, so good. That was hot. And most people didn't. It was so good. Even was we had um, it. some of the, what did we use? The, we used the ground beef for something too, didn't we? Hamburgers. Was it just the hamburgers? And then we had some steaks and I let Sean From have one cow. of the steaks when she stayed over. It was good. But anyway, uh, yeah, don't light off fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> just don't just don't do it um yeah, who, put a, who put abortion on here do we really want i didn't put abortion on there. do we want to talk about it anything. was it you jeremy i didn't put that the, did where? you chris i don't i didn't touch elective the, abortion now elite list the news, the news focus, focus one elective oh abortions you know what it was totally me <laughs> and i did it like totally forever ago the reason that uh that i kind of did it is because we have some uh representatives saying really really stupid things like that women can control men's semen and that uh, they can if you tell me that i can't have sex with you you control that my semen probably doesn't uh, enter your body you can certain men but some men don't listen to that and then representative adams he's made a statement that he's ready for to uh, approach the gay marriage thing again and have that. Uh, I had kind of forgotten that I'd put that on there. Yeah, I was more I up in arms about it when it happened. And I added. we could do a whole fucking show on it. I, I we still wouldn't uh, get anything accomplished. I, though. I just don't know that we should. We should just stray from that. Anyway, topic, Utah's not as bad as some other states, so I guess I'm sort of grateful for that. I mean, as grateful as one can be right now. Yeah, illegal's illegal, I guess. It's illegal's more illegal. At in least some there places. are more exceptions in Utah than a lot of the other places it's are. Just, it's just like everything else in Utah. There's exceptions, but getting those exceptions, it's gonna like, be a pain. It's like it's like okay, we have medical marijuana. If you fall into one of these very specific things, and that isn't even half the categories that it needs to cover. If you have seven toes on one foot, and just yeah, yeah. Uh, and only certain doctors can prescribe it, and they have. And to you have to renew it. your card, like I think it's like every three it's months so or something like that. Fucking cumbersome and stupid. Utah's so dumb. 
No, it's not. Not all of Utah's dumb. That's why we do this podcast to show that Utah's not dumb. I know. I know. <laughs> the dumb Utah podcast. No, I mean, and that's part of why we stopped talking about so much of that shit and so, and and focused on the more positive. So I would like to do that now and talk about our adventure because it's Dun-dun. the last show of the month and it is Utah Adventure Week. And for Utah Yay. Adventure Week, we went to uh, Pioneer Park where you can get heroin, meth, and uh, no longer shoot up in the bathroom because it doesn't exist. There's just honey buckets and trees. Uh, so I guess there's still a bathroom. Although Maybe I explain what we actually went to. Although I was doing some research on the, the phases of the project, and one of the phases is like a pavilion and actual full-time staff that's there to monitor things like that so that you can actually use the bathroom safely. So. So we're talking about the farmer's market, which we've been to as a podcast before. Pre-COVID. Um, the Salt Lake downtown, specifically the downtown farmer's market. Although I want to lump in with it, the Wheeler Farm Market, and we can talk about that. Um, because I think markets as a whole, the farmer's markets as a whole, are really well done in Utah. Whether it's the downtown market with way too many people, or the Wheeler Market with too many people, or one of the smaller markets like in Riverton that is... Much more subdued, but has exactly what you want out of a farmer's market. The Harriman one's produce. been good in the past. The South Jordan one's good because th- those two are small. The Harriman and the South Jordan are, are much smaller, but it's mostly produce. It's what you want out of a market. And yeah. A little bit of vendors, but not much in the way of vendors. It's well, more of just farm fresh. So as I was looking up stuff for the downtown farmer's market, it's actually the downtown farmer's market and then separately the art and craft market. Yeah, so, and we've talked to Allison about that before because right. we we had the the downtown alliance um out Al, what's her last name? I don't know. Allison something, but she she talked about that specifically. Well, and some of this information comes from them and some of it comes from the the farmer's market website stuff, but um, they don't even have the same dates. So the farmer's market open is open from June 4th to October 22nd this year, but the art market didn't open until June 16th and it closes at, um, and on September 29th. So it's slightly different. Obviously it's the same hours, but there's, there's some overlap that happens and some of them are part of the farmer's market that you think might be the art market. Well, but. and then remember they used to have the, the, the day that you could just drive to the, to Pioneer Park and do like the drive-by thing. Well, now they've moved that to Liberty Park. That's also the 16th through the, of June through the 29th but of September. Thursdays? But on Thursdays that's from 4 p.m. till dusk. Right. That's just, that's a produce mm-hmm. only produce pickup. Yeah. And all of these markets that are, so the, the Saturday downtown farmers market, the art, art and craft market, the downtown Thursday market at Liberty Park, and the winter market when it's winter time are all put on by the urban, uh, by urban food connections of Utah, which was started by the downtown alliance. The downtown alliance, yeah. And that, that is, uh, I think Allison actually works for the downtown alliance. I think she does too. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, she's a couple, we had her on a couple years ago where we talked a lot about the market. Um, but uh, I really like that they moved the Thursday one from uh, from Pioneer, Pioneer to Liberty. To Liberty. Um, and they started originally they had started that Thursday one because uh, waiting until Saturday. I think they had put it on like Tuesday or Wednesday, actually. Uh, I think it was Tuesday because we yep. it was podcast night originally. Yep. And what they basically did as it got later in the season, like late summer in August, they would open up another day at Pioneer Park because, you know, you want to buy fresh stuff, you buy it on Saturday, but then... 
Tuesday, the, the farmers have so much produce, right. like they're because they're in the middle of harvesting everything, like constantly. So they have so much stuff. They wanted to give them another night to to sell it, and so I like having a separate place too with with Liberty, because um, I've always thought that'd be a great place. Yeah, for a and market. that market is just the produce and stuff. I think there yeah. might be a couple art vendors or whatever, but I but, think it's much much more limited. And so there's the the thing about the downtown market in particular is it's all local. So some of these other markets, and they're all a little different, but some of the others, you know, they'll bring in, you know, food from other places. They'll have a whole bunch of fruit shipped in from California. That's not allowed in the Salt Lake Yeah, market. so it has to be within 250 miles of Salt Lake. So sometimes you'll see stuff from Idaho or whatever, as long as it's within that 250 yeah, like, mile radius. You'll, you'll see stuff out of parts of Colorado, like, um, I think that Grand Junction area, they'll, they'll bring stuff in sometimes. You won't see fucking oranges at our market because no one grows oranges around okay. here. There's no climate that grows oranges. No, no citrus uh, fruit. Close. So you won't see that kind of stuff. You won't see avocados at our market. Um, but you'll see basically everything else. If you can grow it around here, it's, it's there. Well, so it, the market has been at Pioneer Park since 1992 when the Downtown Alliance launched it there. And it's one of the longest running markets of its kind in, in the, the country. country. Yeah. And I remember talking to Allison about that. Um, and, and it's been running because we talked a lot about other markets and cause you know, the one that is everyone thinks of is the, is Pike's market in, in Seattle, which well, we, we've been to. We talked to her just before our cruise. Cause yeah. I, I, yeah, I remember so that was like two years ago, two summers ago. We talked to her and we were excited that we were going to go see. Yeah. Pikes. Cause, cause, and she was talking about Pike's and how you should go look at it. And it's, it's what they're, Trying to model theirs off of if they could, because there's inside, there's outside of the it year round. And they, yeah, they're, they're looking, I mean, they're still looking to move it from Pioneer Park to a place where they can do some of that interior Actually, stuff. So I was reading. Did they stop that? So I was reading more on the Downtown Alliance's website, and then it, it actually took me over to the Parks and Rec for the phases. And it says, care has been taken to consider operations of the downtown farmer's market. The concept changes the booth layout, but also it will add amenities that will make the park more comfortable for patients to stay longer, including more shade seating and restrooms. Events will continue to play a role. So I think that the parks and rec with through the phases for the grants that they're getting they're trying are maybe to trying Pioneer to keep park, it there yeah. and, and Just enable, improve. yeah, because they've, They've actually increased like power availability and all of that kind of stuff for the farmers market. So, cause they're, they have a plan to add a plaza, a pavilion, a cafe, um, and then a park ranger program, which would offer patrols and, um, staff. And then they would be able to cater to small to mid-sized events. Um, I think one of the biggest drawbacks is being so close to the shelter. No, it's not close to a shelter anymore. The right. shelter's not there. It's and gone. And then the other thing that they were... Then is it the mission that was there? The mission's still there. The mission's still there. So the soup kitchen's there. And the fourth, fourth and fourth is... I mean, the forestry clinic's literally a kitty corner from the park. But the actual but shelter... when you're there, like, I, I've never, ever been bothered by... They don't hang out. They don't no. look... The, the homeless population that does spend time at the, at Pioneer Park, they're not there on Saturday mornings because 
they don't want to be around all those people. Like most of them, you'll see them every once in a while, but they don't, they don't want to be around those people. You know, they get their, they get their breakfast at the soup kitchen and they go off to do what they're going to do somewhere else. So they just don't want to, they don't want the hassle. You know, they have to deal with all the vendors and everything else. So. Yeah. So when I was looking stuff up, it was kind of talking about, I'll kind of do the stuff that Jeremy usually does, but I had some time. Cause you week. wrote like a novel. <laughs> no, I just, I actually just cut and pasted some stuff so I didn't have to like go to a bunch of places and I'm not like Jeremy. I have my computer here so I didn't need to print it. But, um, so 1999 is when they moved the engine out of the toilet engine. Yeah. Out of Pioneer Park. The shit and caboose. So I remember as a kid, we, well, I, I was born in Idaho, born in Pocatello, and then we moved to Iowa. But I, growing up in Iowa, we'd come visit usually during the summer. So we'd fly out to Salt Lake, um, and then my grandparents or an aunt or uncle or would meet us here in Salt Lake, and then we'd drive up to Pocatello, which is now it's like a two-hour, 45-minute drive. Back then, when before the freeway. 55 mile an hour. It's like a four-and-a-half, five-hour drive. But anyway, most of the time, we would stop in Salt Lake for lunch or whatever. And I remember as a kid... Playing in that train, like very vividly playing in that train, and then I have we've got pictures standing in front of the church office building with the big seventies funky globe, you know, progress nineteen seventy two. And so when we moved here, what do you mean you weren't even born in seventy two? No, no the, the, the building was built in seventy two. Oh, okay, okay. I thought the, you meant the billboard said nineteen seventy two, and I was like, what the heck? The big globe on the side of the I building. See. That's that was yeah, super progressive, like yeah. the cornerstone in, in nineteen seventy-two. Anyway, so when we moved here, I remember going downtown and seeing the train, and then seeing the the globe. But it was it was weird because I I never made the connection as where that was. I remembered the train and I remembered that, but I didn't know where I had seen it till we moved here. Well, we had a conversation about shit and cabooses because I had one right. in my hometown that was a bathroom as well. <laughs> So, very Look, it's nostalgic. a great place you can drop trout and take a shit. You know where else you can take a shit is on any tree in Pioneer Park. It is a toilet. Well, some, of them, find them. some of them have that root system where they're almost yes, shaped like a toilet. It's almost like a toilet, and you can see right where it came out, where it rolled down, and where it landed. So, anyway, <laughs> away from poop chat here. Um, woo woo! <laughs> because of, because of <laughs> Gateway and the construction oh, that the that train. was going under. That's the show title now. Okay, I'm not talking anymore. You want me to talk, and I try and talk, and you just talk over me. I'm just still thinking about poop. I'm sorry. <laughs> you tell me when you're done talking about um, poop. I mean... <laughs> pretty sure pretty sure you got mad at me before for not talking, so then when I'm all prepared to talk, you can't shut up. I, it's because Jeremy said something about... He went, boop. <laughs> Want to hear a poop joke? It, no, no. They always don't, stink. Don't. Oh my god! <laughs> so anyway, um, because of Gateway, they were changing the viaducts. Um, they were shortening things. They were changing the blocks, and that—that's what kind of started the movement of of Hey, what can we do with Pioneer Park to fix this? And so people started building things. So early people that were that built were the Palladio Apartments. Um, there was another Ufens Marketplace was huh. turned into loft condominiums oh, in yeah, 2003. Yeah. I remember that. And then there were hotel developments with the Marriott Residence Inn, the Homewood Suites, and then Gateway opened in 2001, which is what the other mistake. corner, which wasn't great, but now they're kind of changing that too. But then we had the Olympics in 2002. 
And then um, Cucina Toscana opened up over there, which is a fancier restaurant. So they wanted to keep trying to gentrify it. So then 2008 was phase one of the renovation when phase one of the reserva- the renovations <laughs> were completed. And they were, that's when they first designed it to try and help with the downtown market. I remember when they started doing that from an architectural standpoint, taking those old buildings and turning them into to housing, which was an amazing thing. I think they should totally do that with those old buildings, turn them into loft apartments, yeah. things like that. That's such an amazing thing to do. And then you've got the market right there. Now there's a reason to be there. So it just makes sense. That was a very smart move by Salt Lake City planners. Well, there's so much down there. Uh, the gateway, I still like, who decided an outdoor mall was a great fucking idea? Demolish the two malls that existed before the civic. Well, you know, it's not owns, great, right? but yeah. I feel like the use that they have for it now is good. And if they can keep moving in that direction, it'll be a good well, because use they, of the space. They built it for the Olympics. I, I will never stop bitching about this. They built it for the Olympics. They tore down the ZCMI Center and the Civic Center. Wasn't it the Civic Center? What was the name of the other mall? I don't know. We keep going. The ZCMI mall. No, there was. I don't know. One. Remember, we did this last time, yeah. and I we can't ever remember, but it's not the Civic Center. I swear to God, it's the Civic Center. No, you did this last time well, too, and it's not. But anyway, and then they build the fucking city the center church. It was the um, church that did it. Uh, they yeah. own all of that. So they, yeah, and and then the gateway fails. Right. So. But but it's it's also now being changed crossroads. and coming back. Yes, crossroads, crossroads. every time. But the yeah, crossroads, the crossroads. Okay. So every time we have a discussion about this, you swear to God it's the civic center, and we tell you it's not. You're always but, wrong. But we can't ever remember crossroads. No. So anyway, so those um, they did that, and then um, now they're they're talking about using decomposed granite to create. Um, Places for the market to be, places for people to rollerblade and jog. Some and, places to sit and some shade would be nice. Well, and that's part of it. They're Fuck. gonna, they're gonna plant some trees, replace some of the ones that are missing. Um, this is where they talked about how electricity has already increased to accommodate the demand of the food vendors, and they're gonna do that even more. And then it said that the downtown farmers market in 2008 broke attendance records. So it's just kind of gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. And people, I think, came back to it super quick after COVID. The other thing is um, Tony Caputo's has been super helpful. They opened a long time ago, 1997. Um, but they actually just walk across the street and have a booth right there where you can get their sandwiches and things. And that's kind of helped that that area. And there's a ton of places that they list, if you go there and look, that have been... Great with helping Carlucci's Bakery, um, Aquarius Fish Company, Bruges Waffles and Frites, That's the, the Tin Angel. I mean, that's just the whole downtown yeah, area. But, it, but those, those particular places are actually helping with the market, like their sponsors or they come and they vend there still. Um, so anyway, yeah, they've, they've done a whole bunch of stuff. And so it says it was $3.44 million. That was dedicated to Pioneer Park by the city council in 2019. Yeah, those are some big renovations they made. Um, and I guess a good time to do them in a sense because the market just really wasn't at capacity. They had restricted, there were no art vendors, uh, the last couple of years because of COVID. They still wanted to do the market. They did the masks and the distancing and they started relaxing some of that over the course of last year. Uh, and then this year it is, it is just back to, 
being a, a normal market, um, and it is busy as shit. Uh, and early, it's funny because early in the season, there's not a lot of fresh produce yet. And it was so busy. They have the whole huge open food area now. Yep. Um, I did notice that they didn't have, it wasn't quite as many vendors as pre COVID. That's not true. Are you talking about vendors as a whole or food vendors? No, vendors as a whole. Oh. Cause pre COVID, it went all the way around the park and there, there were a few areas that didn't have quite as many. Well, that's also because of how early in the season it is. So yeah. you, you have to keep in mind. So the, the the food market itself, the actual farmers market, um, those vendors are there. They don't really shift out. Um, they are there as permanent fixtures, and they're there in their spots as permanent fixtures. Now, there's some exceptions where you have like sweet water. Uh, the the melon place will come in uh, on a corner, but it has that same corner. And I don't know what where if it'll still be in that spot. But there are certain vendors that have like those outside edges that have like corn. Yeah. Or melons and they're only there Peas. when those they're only there when those things are in. Yep. Some of the other farms are are bigger in terms of they produce a lot more variety and so they have or the more stuff year, year round. Or like the, you know, the mushroom farmers, right? They're not necessarily seasonal or there's like there's one that's a greenhouse that's always at the winter's market as well because they do the greenhouse. The flower the flower folks are usually there, but some of the artists they can actually rent part-time. And so they they'll they I don't know if they pick so the art yeah the or art space like half and half or something. Most of the art spaces actually are not there full time. There's only a handful of artists that are there. But I yeah, and so you'll see it you'll see it change. It's it's kind of actually fun to just kind of periodically go down there to just go down there and look because there are some like the cement guy. He's always there. Yeah, with the cement. But the, the yeah on the produce side on the farmer side. They're in the same spots Which every is the time. That's it's east. gonna be the no the north side of the no, park, the basically. North side. North. The whole north side, like that whole wrap, like it kinda, east and like west, there's a, it's a little little bit of a U, but for the most part it's the that side. North half of the park is all And food. you can actually look up the map on their website and it has numbers of where everything is and you can search or just go down the list for vendors. So if there's a vendor that you wanna know like I'm going there specifically for this vendor and you want to be able to find them. You can find them. It's all mapped out. Um, and I think it says that you can't use it very well on your phone. So if you yeah, want to do that, sucks. you might as it well, sucks on you the phone. probably want to do that before you go, which just, is dumb. The map doesn't zoom in and out very well on a phone is the problem. Um, but, uh, so they do the food vendors in the same spots for a reason. And it's so that you can reliably go to the produce vendors that you start to get a relationship with, that you know, that you like. There's one produce vendor that I'm not going to mention their name. I won't buy from him because no. the guy's a dick. He's a he's, jerk. he's openly a dick to the people that work for him. And he's been a dick to customers that were just trying to buy produce from him. And I'm like, fuck you. I don't care what you have. I'm not ever going to buy from yep. you because you're just an asshole. He was at the Wheeler market too. And I said, I won't even go near Cause him. Because his cherries were actually cheaper than where we got our cherries. But he's like, I, I, I won't buy work. from the guy. By the way, I I mixed a bunch of them together. Or I'll, they were mixed together, but I mixed them all up and then just scooped them into a bowl today and had them for my afternoon snack. <gasps> so, and if it's you delightful. if you go to the Downtown Alliance's site for the market, they'll tell you what's in season. Follow them on Instagram though, because that's actually mm-hmm. a better way to find out. Like right now, cherries are in season. They're going to be in season for probably two to three weeks, and then you won't see them again. Yep. That's the thing about the farmers market; you don't get stuff year round. It's it's very specific so to that, what's in season now. 
basically the outside edges are food and vendors, and then this is the very center of the park is where all the food is. This, this, food court yeah, and there thing. there are some artisan food vendors that uh, line some of the outside that are permanent fixtures as part of the market. Like the, the, the people that make the noodles and there's the like salsa a, the salt, like salsa del diablo. Um, and they have permanent fixtures, but they do rotate the vendors, the food vendors a little bit inside, but mostly I think sometimes they're not really rotating them. I think some of the vendors have like, like other some of these fairs that, yeah. you know, maybe they're local you know, festival or whatever that they want to be in their neighborhood. And so they rotate out and they maybe bring a temporary uh, food truck or something yeah, in to fill but that spot. You'll, you'll see pretty much the same ones there. Uh, and when we talked to Allison about the food vendors before when we had her on, that was one of the things she talked about is a lot of these vendors, they don't have trucks that vend elsewhere. They set up a tent and this yeah. is where they get their start. Well, and um, we kind of talked a little bit with the Food Truck League about that, that some of these places that we talk about at the market aren't trucks. They're, they are just... Yeah, they, they're just tent vendors. And so... Well, that's the, a good way to start. Mm-hmm. And the, and that way, you can't... Like, if you are a tent vendor, it's not like you're going to haul your tent to somebody's parking lot and try and set it up there. No, and, and, and for those people, it's t- dipping their toe, right? They're not investing in a truck yet. Yep. Um, but anyway... Or maybe it's just like a fun thing and they don't want to have to do it all the time. They just want to do it, uh, you know, during the summer at the market. You know, they just, but you can find some really good stuff and it, it's kind of fun. Like when we went, everybody kind of went to their different place and got their different thing. Like Jonathan had pizza and Chris had noodles and. It's uh, like a nice food court. Yeah. And, and so you can go, go around and they have tables and they're out in the sun and you know. That's a piece that, yeah, they need to figure well, out. Well, and I think that, that the pavilion and some of the stuff that they're going to be building is part of this phase with seating and stuff and adding more trees back in because Pioneer Park actually lost quite a few trees yeah, in that storm where everywhere yeah. lost trees. Two years ago. They lost some of the biggest trees two years ago. And yeah. so some of the areas that were shaded before aren't shaded. So it's going to take a long, long time, but they're going to try and those trees were hundreds of years yeah. old. Like a couple of those trees were well over a hundred years old. But they're so. going to try and fix some of that and create it. So I'm excited to see what they do with this money because they actually took, they actually surveyed people and it's, um, some of the changes are based on what people responded to and it was over 1800 online surveys and over 19 stakeholder meetings it says so like about what was happening less than a tenth of the people that show up on a Saturday <laughs> yeah but I mean you know to get somebody to fill out a survey is it a is, bit more difficult so I, I'll give you um, so look, how about we do like maybe some tips first bring your own bags yeah bring your own bags that's a good tip Bring a water bottle, a um, reusable one. They have water refill stations. Yeah. Bring your own bags because while some of the vendors have like plastic bags, they really don't want you to. They discourage them and let, you, you know, obviously like if, like the cherries we got, they've got to put you, them in a bag. You can also go to any of the market booths and get bags from them. Uh, yeah. they do sell reusable, reusable bags. bags, but just take your, take your grocery bags. We have some extra big Harmons ones that we like to take. Take the boxed ones. Those are really great. Um, uh, if you're there, there are a lot of ranchers and stuff there. If you're there getting frozen stuff, it's not a bad idea to have a cooler or an insulated bag in your car. Maybe not necessarily as you're walking around the market with it, but uh, having something like that is helpful. Um, I don't, if you're going to bring your kids, try not to bring your giant, like Maserati stroller, bring your like little, you know, <laughs> Pinto stroller that 
doesn't take up a lot of space. Um, we haven't taken Phoebe yet, but we're going to. If you're going to take a dog, make sure it's a well-behaved dog. And fucking pay attention to and, your dog. Yeah, pay attention to what your dog's sniffing, what your dog's doing behind when you're looking up stuff. And we actually took her there for exposure when she was not good, but we kept her on the outskirts. Like it was more just like people walking by. If you're going to be doing that, just be aware because there is a dog park there that's meant for dogs. Dogs are welcome, but it's well-behaved dogs. And there's there's a, a million people there walking around. So my other advice is if you're going to bring your dog, be aware of your dog. Like my my big tip is if you're going for produce, go early. Yes. Don't don't wait until eleven o'clock to go roll into the market because you will have a much worse selection. It's much busier, and there, quite frankly, stuff will be sold out. I would say if you go and just go early, period, because it gets hot. I would say yeah. don't go after nine. Like try and get there. I try to get there as close to eight o'clock as possible. Um, what time did we get there? It was about eight thirty when we got there. I, I it was closer I to nine. Well, closer to nine, there. and it wasn't too bad. But within an hour, that place was packed. It was packed and very warm. Um, I generally try to get there by like eight thirty. Um, I like to be there closer to eight, just because it's uh, you know it gets busy. But you do miss out on some people that are late and not great at setting up their booths. But the downtown alliance is really good about. They're really strict. Monitoring they, that. They get on people that aren't there and set up at eight, uh, because they want the market to be open at eight, not people still setting up. And so, um, the produce vendors all seem to be, I mean, they're fucking farmers, all of them. So they get up. So early. they've been up for a while. In fact, what's kind of cool is some people, when you're talking to them, they'll tell you like, Oh, we just picked this stuff this morning. Yeah. We just harvested this morning or late last night. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, definitely I, my big, thing is go early don't wait until later in the day um and then have so i like to have a purpose when i go sometimes but sometimes i don't just know that know when you go what you're you know why you're going if you're going just to buy food then go with that purpose and buy food but if you're going just like when we went like i'm new I didn't want to carry around a ton of shit all the whole time. So let's start by walking around the art vendors and then we'll wrap up with food where I'm going to get the 15 pounds of shit that I'm going to be carrying around. <laughs> so, I mean, kind of, kind of plan your trip in that sense. Um, makes a lot of sense. Also early, even if you're there early, you're probably not going to find parking right around the park itself because most of the vendors are parking yeah. there, but you could try it. But, for the most part, park at the gateway. Park at the gateway. There's a couple little. Nope, nope. We're not telling them about tell our lots. There's a couple <laughs> little lots, other places, but but the gateway welcomes it. You the will, gateway's free. Uh huh. And it's so a block away. So you just can go park there. Your car's in the shade the whole time. So when you get back to it, it's not been sitting out in the sun. Um, yeah, yeah, you're not gonna find parking right at the park. Um, yeah. There's very every rare. now and again we'll see something, but, but we don't even really like. Lucky. And I don't really like to park there for the most part because then it's hard to get out again because there's people walking and there's traffic and they might poop on your car. <laughs> yeah, um, but anyway, what what about you, Jeremy? Any other tips from you? Uh, I would. I mean, I would say if. If you go all the time and you know what you're looking for, that's one thing. But if you if you only go once or twice a season, plan on spending a couple of hours and plan on checking out a few things. Try a few things. You can get lots of samples because um, yeah. we sampled, especially for from local artisans. A lot of the 
produce vendors will let you sample, like if they have fresh fruits and vegetables that are in season, yeah, they'll so let you like sample the them. The cherries, they let me check the Rainier or the, um, just the, red, just the cherries. red cherries. I couldn't decide, but they're like, Oh yeah, have some. And sometimes they actually are like walking around with a little tray of like peaches or whatever. And they'll have them on toothpicks and ask you if you want to try them. And yeah. And, but even outside of that, like uh, there's a lot of like, uh, one of my favorite barbecue sauce people, the big daddy's barbecue sauce is local. They'll let you try any of their sauces. We met some really cool hot sauce people yeah. that we're going to have on the show. We tried the hot sauce, with the, the chili oil. Tried, yeah. So. Yeah, go talk to people. Have samples. They're all super friendly. If you see something you like, but it's not exactly what you want, especially on the artisan side, just talk to the people. They're the ones that make all of that stuff. It's not, this is not, um, you know, Comic-Con bought a bunch of shit from Oriental Trading Company. Handmade jewelry. Uh, Yeah, that all looks the same. No, this is stuff that they actually do make. You got some stuff, Julie, right? What did you end up getting? I got like a blanket shawl. I got a hat for Maya's baby. I got some gelato and some tomatoes. She got one of those little cape things like I wore in Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. The poncho shawl yeah. cape scarf blanket. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I love that thing. Uh, I, w- I will say this. On the artisan side, expect to pay more because right. you are paying for handcrafted stuff. And it's not made in bulk, so it's they're not buying it in bulk, so it's going to cost a little bit more. So, but you're more than likely talking to the person who made, made it. it or one of their kids, right? <laughs> and the money's going directly to them. There's no middleman. Oh yeah, that's the other thing. We've talked about the the ratio of of what farmers get when you buy it from It's not the- just farmers, it's locals. So when you spend a dollar in the local economy on for a local merchant or shop or business as opposed to say target something like i think it's like 60 or 70 cents of that dollar goes back into the utah economy stays local but when you buy it from somewhere like walmart it's like a dime stays here so it's it's significantly better to spend money at local vendors so on the artisan side just expect to pay a little bit more also bring cash uh, That's what I was going to say. Bring cash because they're, your Venmo and your card payments, they're going to have fees taken out of it. So they're going to get less of that money overall. So just bring cash. Bring a couple of ones. Just be nice. Let them keep the change. If there's a couple of cents on the end, just give them an extra dollar. A, lo- a lot of times if you bring cash, the vendors will give you a discount for the cash because they're not paying fees. Um, and, and they don't want to have to deal with like all of the ones and stuff. So like if it's 21, it's 20. Sometimes, yeah, but don't don't expect don't, that. Yeah, at all. don't don't expect that. But um, but it's it's just it's nice. It's nice to be able to go there. It's nice to be able to do that. It's nice to know where your food comes from. Um, and it's it seems to taste better. Like I'm sure if I did like a side by side comparison, I don't have a good enough palate. I wouldn't know, but it just feels better when you're eating it. The the produce is better. Period, hands down. When you buy produce from the farmer's market, like we said, it's usually picked fresh that day or the day before. Um, almost never has They're it been. They're usually all cold and dewy still. When when you go to the grocery store and buy an onion, especially like right now and even in, in like July when they're actually finally ready to start being pulled, those onions, when they have the paper skin around them, that means they've been in a warehouse for months. They've been in a big, giant, air-circulated, cooled room. But they've been, they were picked almost a year ago at this point. Or your in time. apples or any of that. And they're stuff. probably from Mexico. Yeah, some of them are chilly. Where, uh, where it's still legal to use DDT. But, but, uh, 
the the point of that is like if you go buy a cucumber, let's take a cucumber for example. You buy a cucumber at a grocery store. The cucumbers aren't in season yet. You're not going to see them at the market yet. Uh, maybe from the greenhouses you'll see a few. But uh, you buy a cucumber from the grocery store, you got three or four days. You buy it from the market, it will sit in your fridge for three or four weeks before it gets to a point that you should. It's just like our eggs. Yeah. If we take our eggs from the chicken coop and put them on the counter, don't put them in the fridge, they could probably sell on the counter for a week or more. Once you put them in the fridge, that changes everything. And you got to keep them in the fridge. You got to keep them. But if they've never been in the fridge, they don't have yeah. to go in the fridge. Well, and even just like cracking one next to a store-bought one, the color is Oh, they're, so they're not even close. They're they're so very different. Or you hard boil it, and then it comes out green and kind of pasty on like the store bought, and then it's like bright orange for the fresh eggs. Um, but yeah, bring cash is is a really good idea. People they all take Venmo. Um, COVID actually converted all of, all of them. No, do. Do they, they all do. Oh, now. do they all? So COVID, one of the requirements was no cash, and so they all had to figure out a card or Venmo solution. So. Pretty much all the vendors have, have Venmo. Um, Still, if you can do cash, it'll make their lives a little less expensive. Yeah, for some of them. For others, like I know some actually prefer Venmo because all their accounting <laughs> then is really easy. Uh, because they and they'll even reports. tell you, some of them will tell you like how they want it so that they can keep track of what market it came from. Yeah, they'll ask you to put something in the comment or something like that. Um, I have a lot of my favorite vendors. I'm not going to call out favorites. Uh, I think that's... We were gonna it's ask, me, right? but <laughs> um, I will say this though: the downtown market is really big. Um, if you can't make it on Saturday, a lot of the same vendors are at Wheeler Farm on Sunday. A lot of them, um, not so much on the food truck side, but several of the bakeries uh, are, are at both markets. The fruit vendors. Uh, a lot of the produce vendors are at both markets that I've seen. Um, Wheeler Farm is absurd. It's Sunday. For, it's much shorter. I think it's from eight to it's noon. Hard to park. Someday they'll let me into there. Um, it's much smaller. They just have such a limited. Amount it, well, of space. they message me every year. Hey, you want to join the market? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, okay, pay the fee to apply. And then I pay, and they're like, yeah, we don't actually like you. There's there's not much space at that market. They don't they don't have that many vendors. And there's, they actually have the artists separate from like the food and stuff. So it's I just don't like know on the back row. Yeah, I don't know if it would be great for you. Actually, um, like we had to intentionally, like I didn't even realize it until Chris pointed it out. So anyway, uh, d- um, but I, I encourage anyone to go to the market. I think it's uh, a really good place to go. Um, feel f- f- go hungry. Uh, I would encourage you to go hungry. Buy fresh pastries. Buy food from the food trucks. Jonathan um, ate a whole lot. <laughs> oh, God, that kid, a whole dude. pizza and two, pi- two pizzas. Oh, two pizzas and some of. Chris's noodles, didn't Yeah, he? I think I gave him the end of my and then noodles. Some and pastries. Yeah. Heather got some. There's, yeah. there's a lot of food there. A lot of made food that's really, really good. Oh, also worth mentioning, um, if you are on, uh, uh, Snap or EBT, the, 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 uh, the market takes those. You can actually convert your EBT into essentially like dollars at the market. They use a special like market currency so that you can use EBT. You can only use it for fresh produce and meats and stuff like that. You can't use it for like the food trucks or the artisans. No switchblades. But, but uh, you won't find switchblades at the market. <laughs> they used to have a, a knife sharpener there that I haven't seen again oh, yet. Oh, yeah, I remember. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, you'll, you'll, uh, you, you can use your, your, your essentially your food stamps, what they are now, uh, at the market, which is fantastic. And I will tell you, you will get way more produce shopping at yeah, a market. So while the artisan side is maybe a little bit more expensive because the person's time and, and effort goes into making that thing, 
on the farm side of it because they're not being getting charged fees or having to pay for storage or anything like that. You you usually there's there's one exception and I'll talk about it in a second. But for any produce, you're going to pay a lot less. Period. End of subject. And they would much rather not haul it back home. Yeah, and so and you will you will be able to get a lot for much less than what you would normally spend at the market. I'll just turn your mic off for you. Um, the, you. So you'll get a lot, a lot for what you spend than if you went to the grocery store. Um, I've actually done comparisons. Um, the market's starting to heat up. I would say probably in a couple of weeks you're going to see most of your stuff now uh, being being picked and, and available. Uh, some of your late season fruits won't come until August, and you won't see all your squashes until yeah, apples and stuff. With that, they're a bit they'll be late, closer to fall late season, but. but like my peas are my peas are yeah. on. There were some peas at the at the Wheeler Market and at the market this last weekend. There will be a lot of peas next week. I'm guessing um, this upcoming week because our peas, they're all we actually. It's such a short harvest. Picked a, a bunch on Sunday, and yeah, when they're on, they're on. So like we've got another one to two weeks basically to pick them all. To pick yeah. them all. So you'll you'll get peas. Um, anyway, um, so produce is much better price wise. You're going to get a ton, a, a huge bang for your buck, uh, and so it's worth buying it and spending it. And actually, with the EBTs, a lot of times um, they'll like double. So if you spend a dollar, they'll actually give you two dollars to spend at the market. So we you saw a lot more. We saw a lot of strawberries, raspberries. Not raspberries yet. Raspberries are still a couple weeks away. Strawberries are like hella in season and there are so many strawberries they're actually one of the few food items that has gone down in price because i think they've had a really really good harvest this year um so there's a lot of strawberries out there a lot of berries um, like you said cherries are on um, cherries are on peas are going to be hot and heavy for the next couple of peas weeks. all your spring greens are coming into season lots of uh, all your radishes uh, yeah all your radishes your greens so the greenhouses now are no longer the ones that have all the produce um, we have a lot of really good mushroom vendors, um, interestingly enough. Yeah, a lot of garlic vendors as big, well. The big mushroom one down in, what is it? Fillmore. Fillmore. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, if you like your different mushrooms, that's a great place to, to get them. The one exception in terms of paying uh, less from a food standpoint is probably the local ranchers. Um, you will probably pay a little bit more for their beef. Um, then yeah, what but you then get. you know it's good stuff. But you know it came from a cow and a local cow, and you can it came from their stuff, um, and uh, it's it's not even in the same ballpark in terms of quality of meat. Um, and you know you can get sausages and stuff like that. They're not really based on grocery store prices right now. They're really not that much different from what I've seen. Um, but like if you want like a big old T-bone, you're going to pay more than we, you probably well, will. Well, I mean, they take all this time to do it and to butcher it. So that's an art in itself. It's like buying a painting from someone, you know? <sighs> yeah. The ranchers don't get to butcher their own cows, by the way. It's against the law in the oh. U.S. They have to go to a, uh, a USDA butcher in order to get it uh, butchered and yeah, then resell it. Yeah, someone had to butcher it. Yeah, it's... Uh, Versus it's, putting it in a big grinder. It's a whole fucking thing. But you know, it's all from the same cow. There's no dyes or any shit like that. It's really good. It's really worth it. And you can start to form relationships with those people. And, um, you know, then you can look at doing things like purchasing, you know, bigger chunks of, of meat, packages of meat. Um, but it's definitely worth it. Um, uh, and... I don't know. I can't sing enough praises about the farmer's market when it comes to fresh produce. The honey. There was a couple of honey yeah. vendors there, and same thing. They're local. They Local bees, local farms. It's all good stuff. 
So that was, uh, that was our Utah Adventure Week. Um, we, like I said, we did spend a lot of time on the downtown farmers market because that's the big one, but they're all over the place. They're in almost every city has one on uh, a day of the week. It's even uh, a weekday evening or on a weekend. Look it up because especially when you get out into like Riverton and Harriman, those are actual local farmers. Oh, yeah. A lot of them are people that live in that community that are bringing food there. Well, and Utah really is a very agricultural. Yeah, state. I mean, we have one of the best agricultural schools in the nation up in Logan. So, I mean, it really is. I mean, when you think of downtown Salt Lake, obviously no, but you get out of downtown Salt Lake, there's a lot of farmland in Utah. You've got a lot of fresh produce, a lot of a lot of stuff coming out of Utah, and it's amazing. So much better than the grocery store too. Always is. Yeah, I, I think so for sure. And I mean, some of the grocery stores, to be fair, like Harmon's will do local produce. Right. You'll get it way cheaper at the market. And also there's no middleman. You're paying the farmer directly. They're going to make right. more money per pound off their food from you than they will anywhere else. Well, I know. So Farmer Luke is an example. There's a Harmon's right across from his farm and they mm-hmm. do carry his stuff because I've actually seen him pulling into the Harmon's with his tractor. Loaded up with stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so you do, I mean, you do get the, yeah, they do local one, stuff and they market. That's the one great thing about Harmon's. However, it is a little bit more expensive, but, but worth it when you're supporting local farmers. All right, Julia, what's okay. our card? It says, Oracle. you do you. Stop trying to change people. That shit never works. That goes along with our conversation earlier. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Uh, well, hopefully you like the episode. Um, you know, we've got some, uh, fun stuff the next, the next few months for, uh, Adventure Week planned. Uh, so hopefully you like all of that stuff. Um, follow us out on social medias at TNU Podcast. Go out to our website, thenewutah.com. Maybe we'll keep doing blogs. Maybe we won't. We haven't fully decided. There will be a website though. Yes, there always will be a website. Thanks to stuff and things. Um, let us know your thoughts on the show. We appreciate it. And, um, Have a safe 4th of July. Do not fucking light off your own fireworks. Bye.